Something special brewing with the San Francisco 49ers in 2023, currently with the one seed. Uh, when we say special, we mean special teams as well. Everything clicking, MVP status on the 49ers, all that and more. How special is this season? We'll dive into it on today's Locked On 49ers. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Big ups to all the everydayers out there as usual that are subscribed up on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast a special winky wednesday episode more on our guest in a minute today's episode of locked on 49ers is brought to you by fanduel make every moment more right now new customers get 150 dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started nicholas winkler come on down Oh, a very special, special football game and a very special, special season as the 49ers beat the Seahawks this week as we bring on today's weekly guest, Mr. Nicholas Winkler, my former radio colleague, my former podcast co-host that still joins me as a.k.a. the voice of the fan here every week on Locked On 49ers. And I, we have to start this week. We usually end with the Winks Wish Watch. Uh, we're going to start with special teams here with the Wish Watch because we're talking 20 mile an hour's of speed with the Aussie punter, Mitch Wisnowski, fake punt style. I know you had to be going crazy Sunday week when he opened up that stride. And unfortunately, that thing all got called back. But uh, what a play that was. Uh, what a fun game in a fun season. Uh, uh, the last three weeks, especially, you go Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks with wins. Um, just unbelievable stuff right now with these 49ers. To quote the great Brian Peacock on his uh, Twitter account, and it'll never get reversed in our hearts. You know, like it was. Yeah. I, so I take notes as as we're going right as Wishnowski's punny because he's my guy. You know, so I I got my notepad out. I'm like, here goes the punt, and I just like drop everything and I jump up on my bed. I'm like, oh, and I just start bouncing up and down. I'm going crazy. I'm losing, it. and I'm like, oh, flag, it's coming uh. back. I mean. He looked like a real athlete out there. He looked like he was playing some Aussie football or something or some rugby, and he was just yep. going to get it. Wisnowski making us all proud. He is a real athlete. He'll hit people yeah. too. He will. I wonder. I wonder if because it, there ended up being offsetting penalties. What was the penalty on? Was it the late hit? Yeah, late hit. Late hit out of bounds. After yeah, Wisnowski went out of bounds. So it was really weird with the whole thing, especially like just replaying the down. All right, from my understanding of the rules. A late hit out of bounds is a dead ball penalty, isn't it? Yes. So I, I would have thought that the initial flag, which was it looked like an accident on Ronnie Bell, slipping and then kind of cut the guy down. All right. You have that flag in play. I thought that that would be the penalty would start from there. Right. Like if you have holding and if somebody holds, you know, 60 yards down the field, they mark off holding from that spot. So I thought that they would mark off the penalty of the cut block from the spot of the foul, and then tack on the 15 yards for the personal foul late hit since that was a dead ball penalty, but they just canceled it out. So I was a little confused by that. Well, it's because they're both personal foul penalties. 
because it was a personal foul chop block. If it had been like a hold or an illegal block or something like that, I, I do believe you're right. I think it would have gone like that. But since they were both personal fouls, they, they immediately offset each other. If, but it, could the 49ers have declined the penalty? Then it wouldn't have offset anymore? Interesting. I don't not think so. I think when it's personal foul. It would have been erased. It would have just been a penalty, but I don't know. I'm sure they would have given Kyle that option if it were an option, and Kyle definitely would have taken it because that's one of the more exciting plays of the year. I mean, Wisnowski calling his own number. Like, it wasn't even a fake punt. He's just like, hey, I see a little opening over here. I'm going to go get it. And he got it. <laughs> he yeah, and looks like he was maybe predetermining it because, <clears throat> excuse me, he bobbled the ball a little bit. And that was the first thing I noticed. I was like, oh, a little slight bobble, then he's going to kick the ball. And then he took off. So I wonder if the bobble came – because he's seeing like a side of the field kind of opening mm-hmm. up and maybe got a little excited, took his eyes off of the ball for a second to see if it's what he thought he oh. saw, what he thought he got. Is it really that? And I think that led to the bobble and then he just took off. And it was very interesting to hear his special teams coach had no idea. Kyle Shanahan had no idea. They do have certain built in looks. Like if you get this look, you kind of have the option, but. Uh, he called his own number and his players loved it. I thought that was really exciting to hear like, <laughs> like the a- reaction to it. Yeah, it was his third or fourth punt, too. So, you know, he'd probably seen that look already, and he probably saw it earlier and was like, if it happens again, I'm going to go get it. But it's- to anybody, you didn't tell, tell your, your uh, special teams coach, like, hey, if I get that look again, I'm going to take off. Like, I think well, he, he should make the decision if <laughs> I take it. And he took it. I mean, he was, you, you talked about his miles per hour. He was screaming down the sideline. You got to run that one by your coach, though. Like uh, that, it was funny because when they when, when they interviewed uh, after the game, Kyle and they interviewed Mitch Wisnowski, they still hadn't talked about it yet. So I want to hear what that conversation was. It's like, hey, good job, dude. Don't ever do it again, you know, because you got to run that by your coaches. I, 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 but it was amazing how how I mean, it, it's funny because you get and this happened a couple of years ago. Remember when the the wide back stuff first started happening with Debo Samuel and. Um, you know, and a lot of it was Mike McDaniel and, and Kyle Shanahan. It wasn't something that they really had planned, but all of a sudden they're like, well, this kind of works pretty good. Maybe we should do more of this. Right. And so I wonder if it's one of those things where like, they never even thought about it. And they're like, that was a pretty good idea. Uh, maybe we should implement this a little more. Hey, Mitch, you got the green light. If you see it, if it opens up like that and, and he can go get it, man, that uh, when he opened up that stride, 20 miles an hour, that was as fast as Christian McCaffrey ran on his 72 yard touchdown runs, 20, barely over 20 miles an hour. Watch for Wisnowski packages now on the offense. He's got to be ready for it. Why? That was one of the things with Wisnowski coming out. Like he was, he was a good athlete. Like they yeah. talked about that. I think mm-hmm. he was get lost in that, or why he doesn't look like an athlete. He has those hideous long sleeves. Like his field flag is just disgusting. So it doesn't really look like an athlete. But then you see him take off, and you're like, oh yeah, they did say he can move when he was coming out of college. Yeah, he's- he laid some people out when he was doing kickoffs back in the day. He's got the uh, just standard issue, like, all right, Mitch, here's your uniform. He's like, okay, and he puts it on, and that's it. From the team store. <laughs> he, like, walks in with his clothes on, doesn't even change his clothes. He just puts the uniform on over his clothes. He's like, all right. He got to take off the bag. <laughs> He's got, like, cut off jeans underneath his, his uniform. <laughs> Uh, love we had him. a good day. Another good game for Wisnowski, though. Since we're talking about him, let's do the the week wish watch. Uh, five punts, two inside the twenty. He did have a rarity in this game. He had a touchback. It was only his second touchback of the season for Wisnowski. That's third best in the NFL. The two guys that have less 
touchbacks than he do. They well, they also have uh, quite quite a bit fewer punts than he does. Mm-hmm. And if you're talking about inside the twenty as well, he's third best inside the twenty. The two guys that have more inside the twenties than he do have twice as many touchbacks or five times as many touchbacks. So Wichnowski, you know, just just the stud that we all know he is. And Womack almost got to that, so it almost wasn't a. Yeah. Uh, you it know, bounced out the six. Yeah, yeah, he almost got it. Yep, that was a, that was a bad bounce. It was a good punt, just bounced the wrong direction. And yeah, Womack was there. Womack's got some speed on special teams; like he can get down there. Mm-hmm. He's made he's made more than uh, more than a few in just a few games of uh, really good special teams plays on those coverage units. All right, a special season contains special teams as well, but uh, even more special than that is this. The year for the San Francisco 49ers next. Today's episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book. As the weather gets a little colder, NFL offers stay hot at FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins on that $5 money line bet. So if you've been thinking about giving FanDuel, a try. Join right now. There's no better time to get in on that action. And use that extra 150 on spreads, player props, over-unders. Bet on those 49ers to win the Super Bowl. Uh, There's draft props. There is when's the next coach going to get fired props. And so much more. Every single sport, you can find that action at FanDuel. And you can get an extra 150 to play with as well if you win that first $5 money line bet. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Again, that is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So looking at ESPN, they've got playoff odds. And the 49ers are almost lapping the field as far as as uh, as Super Bowl odds go to make the Super Bowl. The 49ers right now, 51% chance, according to ESPN, to make the Super Bowl. And we know they're going to start clinching playoff berths and divisions, so I don't even want to go into the, what's going to take to get that, because that, that's going to happen. Um, 49ers already clinched. They, they clinched last night. First yeah, team to first team. With the Giants win over the Packers, right? But, I mean, that was going to happen, and they're going to clinch the division as well. 51% chance to make the Super Bowl, though. The next closest, not even halfway there, the Dallas Cowboys are 24% in the NFC. The Eagles, 17% chance to make the Super Bowl, and if you go to the AFC, uh, still not even close. The the only team above 25% there is the Baltimore Ravens, who the 49ers are going to see in a couple weeks here. The one seed on one seed uh, and, and Christmas, and hopefully those teams still are the one seed. Uh, 36% chance to make the Super Bowl are the Baltimore Ravens. So with everything going on with the 49ers, and I want to talk about some MVP stats being put up by multiple players on the San Francisco 49ers. And this isn't like a jinx thing, like saying, hey, the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. We've been on this quest for six, guys. For 30 sticking years, right? Like this, it's been a long time. This, mm-hmm. this is the 49ers best chance uh, as far as Super Bowl windows goes. It, it doesn't really get a lot better than what the 49ers have going into this 2023 last four games of the season and into January, even better than the 2021 chances, even better than 2012, right? This is the best chance. This is the biggest wide open window. The 49ers have to Go get that sixth Lombardi trophy. Do you guys I think disagree? It's been some really good years. 
uh, from the 49ers. You look at 2022, you know, just last year. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really good team. They were cooking. They were heading in the right direction. Uh, there were still a little bit more questions about Brock Purdy. You know, how would he play come postseason? And obviously, uh, there's an asterisk next to that loss against the Philadelphia Eagles. But you look at this team, I'd say just a combined offense and defense might be the best team we've seen in a really long time from the 49ers. Uh, I had a, got a comment on my YouTube channel today. It's like, doesn't matter, go win the Super Bowl. And it's like, well, of course, like that's the goal, you know, but you have to put yourself in position to even have that opportunity. And I would say the 49ers, the way they've constructed this team, uh, the coaching and how well Brock Purdy is playing, you, you don't know who's going to, you know, hoist that Lombardi at the end of the year, but the 49ers definitely have given themselves the best opportunity to be in position to get that. And I think that 51 or you know 50 percent chance that you just talked about about reaching the Super Bowl. I would say that's about right. Yeah, because you look at the season so far. You've mentioned it's been a, a great season. It has. We whipped up on Dallas, Philadelphia, Seattle twice. I mean, this is a team that it wins the games that it needs to win. Right. This is also a team that has two five game winning streaks. How many teams out there in fan bases? Have even never even seen a five game winning streak, right? And they're like, "What is a five game winning streak? What are you guys talking about? You guys are crazy!" And this is a great football team, offense, defense. I mean, we, the only time we saw those three losses were when two of their key players, probably the best tackle in football and probably one of the best offensive weapons in football, were out. And the 49ers struggled a little bit because of that. So if this team stays healthy, I mean, there's not a team out there that can stop this 49er team. So that that 51% might even be a little bit low. You don't want to be overconfident. And I'm sure the 49ers players aren't overconfident, but there's a lot of confidence happening, especially when you, you know, there's no more boogeymen either for the 49ers. You look at the other teams that have the best chances to get to the Super Bowl instead of the 49ers, the Cowboys and the Eagles. I mean, that, we've seen that already this year. And they would be coming to the 49ers if they do get that one seed. So the one seed is is, is still pretty important. And, and that's the, the next prize for the 49ers is to, to stay there because they do control their own destiny to get that one seed. But, you know, the, the Seahawks aren't the boogeyman anymore. The 49ers have rattled off 11 straight against the division. Could be 12 against the Cardinals. And you got to go back to, uh, I think it was not, we were asked this question earlier this week and Nick Wagner of ESPN Brought the info. Uh, great timing by Nick Wagner, by the way. Uh, the 49ers now won 11 straight division games, longest active streak in the NFL, and one shy of matching their longest streak since the 1970 merger. They did win 12 straight against the division in 97-98, and uh, they could obviously tie that one this week. So, I mean, just phenomenal what they're doing. And it it, it becomes less of, you know, for, since January, it's been like all oh, the Eagles. You know, you circle it on the calendar. You got to be, you got to be able to beat the Eagles. Got there, they've been the one seed for like fifteen months, right? And they go, they go from one seed last week to the five seed because not only the Niners, but the Cowboys uh, are leading the division now as well. Um, and and so when you start to slay those dragons, there's like there's no boogeyman anymore for the 49ers. It's not the Seahawks. It's not the it's not the Eagles. Like you're not like. You, and again, you don't want to be overconfident, but there was some question, and especially how the game started in the first quarter. It's like, oh man, are the Eagles better than the 49ers? The 49ers are playing against themselves the rest of the way. They are the best team, and, and I think it's clear. So I like that, that you set said up this weekend. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Wink. Well, I'm, I'm just asking, you know, you mentioned all that, no more boogeyman, and you don't want to get too confident in that. 
But is that actually setting up like an ultimate trap game this weekend? Because you're talking about a Cardinals team that's coming off of a bye, doesn't have anything to play for, and maybe you are kind of looking a week ahead towards that Baltimore Ravens game on Christmas. Like, I'm not going to lie. I am very worried for this weekend. Not because I think the Cardinals are that good of a football team. No, but this is the NFL. And guys go out and they give their best. They have their Super Bowl moments, right, when it's not in the Super Bowl. And this might be one of those for a division rival. So I'm worried going in, guys. I I wouldn't say worried, but you do have to respect the divisional opponent. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals, they haven't really been good this year. They do have Kyler Murray back, and we know how dynamic he could be. And we've seen times where, you know, 49ers were the favorites going into a game, and all of a sudden Kyler Murray, you know, pulls something out of his butt, and he ends up – doing some magic tricks, and they end up winning. And we saw that for a lot of years with, with Seattle. Uh, but I'd say right now with how the 49ers are playing, it, any game for the rest of the uh, – maybe not Baltimore, but outside of Baltimore, any other game, it, it kind of would be a surprise to see that mm-hmm. they lost. And I like that Peacock said by the 49ers, there is no boogeyman because in the in the past, I mean, you can look at, oh, man, okay, you win this game, win this game. Oh, man, but you might have to play Kansas City in the Super Bowl. i say there's yeah, still right? one, right? It's Kansas City. Right, you know, but but I don't even think you're thinking of like right now with how they're playing. It's like I'm not scared of them. Now you have to respect no. them. I still respect them. I still think somehow, some way, they will end up in the Super Bowl. But they're kind of like mm-hmm. Michael Myers to me, where you know we've seen all these different Halloween movies where Michael Myers dies, and then all of a sudden you see a preview for the next one. It's like, well, I thought he died. Then it's like he comes back from the dead. I feel like that's Kansas City, where there've been a couple times in the past where I thought they were down and out. Then all of a sudden. Come postseason, they end up start to cook, they get it together, and then they end up in the postseason. I don't know if that's going to happen this year. This might be the weakest version of Kansas City that, that I've seen. Maybe they should have gotten uh, DeAndre Hopkins when they had the chance because they are suffering at the receiver position. But as far as the 49ers go, we just watched them play a game that was not their best game by far. I mean, we're talking about fumbling, uh, not being on the same page with a guy, throwing an interception, uh, you know, multiple punts early in the game, penalties, all these things, and yet you still win by 12 points. Like, that is the signs of a team that's really good. And mm. at this point, and again, like like Peacock said, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, right now it does feel like the only team that can really beat the 49ers is themselves. And we saw that. We saw that against the – uh, Cleveland Browns. We saw that against the Minnesota Vikings. We saw that against Cincinnati Bengals. Not playing their football, not not even close to their best. Like playing bad football for most of the game, and then trying to pick the, pick up the pieces late. Yeah. So unless something like that happens, which clearly you know throughout most of this season has been an anomaly, it will be hard to see an Arizona Cardinals team beat this uh, the Forty Niners. Ravens have a better chance. But it'd be hard to see the 49ers not winning out. They they definitely have to beat themselves. And speaking of looking over opponents, we saw two upsets on Monday Night Football. One of those favored by 14 points. Niners are favored by 13 and a half against the, the Cardinals. The, the Titans were 14-point underdogs. And not only, you know, uh, not only beat the spread, they they straight up beat the Dolphins on the road too so like that can happen so anybody can beat anybody in the nfl so it's not a cakewalk just because you're the best team you still gotta bring it every single week and the 49ers are still playing for that one seed they're gonna have to bring it this week against the cardinals they're gonna have to keep bringing it and uh and play their brand of football if they want to make the super bowl even though they do have the best odds it's it's not for free did did you watch that game i watched i I watched almost all of it i had to leave for a for a little christmas party so uh, i missed the end of both of those games 
you left at a time, really, I feel like in both of those games where it felt like one team was supposed to win and then yeah. the other team ended up kind of like pulling it out. Mm-hmm. That, that Miami game was supposed to be over. Like Miami Especially was up multiple scores. Oh. And Tennessee, they kind of, they fumbled the ball away, gave up a touchdown. Like the game looked over. And all of a sudden, down 14 points, they drive down, score a touchdown, go for a two-point conversion. And then on the opposing drive, Miami Dolphins get a little, I don't even want to say soft, but it's just like, all right, you know, we're just going to get a little conservative here. They ran the ball three straight times. uh, And then all of a sudden, Tennessee has a chance to go down, score, and win the game because they had just went for two the drive before. I mean, it was was kind of – if if I'm Miami, I kind of feel some type of way about letting a game like that get away from me. And that's the game. 49ers have lost some games. They have not lost like that. That would piss me off. <laughs> oh, and, and the you start talking about resumes too. And, and you know, the Chiefs are, are still that team looming for the 49ers. But like the Dolphins, the, the Dolphins' resumes is awful. They haven't beaten anyone. And then they have a big loss like that. Like they've had, they put up 70 points on a team, right? But, you know, they're not putting up that kind of points on the, on the 49ers, uh, by the way, Raheem Mostert, a couple more touchdowns. I enjoy watching that, uh, that team, but Tyree kill, if he's banged up now, we're starting talking about him dropping out of the MVP race. Maybe we'll see that Christian McCaffrey offensive player of the year. So I want to get into some stats and, and some of the, the cases that the 49ers are bringing statistically to win the, some of those postseason awards next this episode of Locked On 49ers is brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Sports Made Easy. Prize Picks is some of the most fun you're going to have playing fantasy football this season. And while you're having all that fun, guess what? Win up to 25 times your money as well. Uh, the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS is just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and potentially some sharks in the pool, uh, you just pick more or less versus those prize pick projections two to six players you pick more than or less than on those stat projections and watch the mining the winnings roll in potentially turning what 10 bucks into 250 bucks and price picks is the only only sport fantasy sports platform that offers the reboot policy if a player gets hurt in the first half doesn't return the second half that player is rebooted so Check out Prize Picks for yourself. Download the app or go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that is prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Promo code locked on NFL for that first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Looks like Croc stepped out. So we'll see if he comes back in. Uh, He's in the blue medical tent real quick. Yeah. He'll be back on the field. Don't worry. The medical tent. Uh, I hope he jogs jogs off the field, though, uh, like like Tyreek Hill did on Monday Night Football. Um, so I, I want to start talking about some stats. And I know there's some mm-hmm. haters out there that don't want to give Brock Purdy credit, but I'm not going to amplify those messages because when you watch Brock Purdy, like that's the difference. We talked earlier, Wink, about how um, this 2023 team has a better chance to to bring home that Lombardi versus the 2022, the 2021 team, the, the 2019 team, the 2012 team. You know, whatever team came close for the 49ers, this team is better. And what is the most resounding reason why they're better, Wink? It's because of the quarterback play. Like Brock yeah. Purdy is doing great things. He's doing special things. And you can be a hater all you want, and you can think he's the 20th best quarterback in the league. This this dude is is flat dealing. 
and he is seeing the field. He is getting the ball to his playmakers at every level of the field and then letting them do their thing. And yes, he is getting help from those guys and he is getting help from Kyle Shanahan. But what Brock Purdy is doing, I can't believe there's still people that, that aren't believers. And I, I just assume those people aren't watching him play because it, it's phenomenal. And I want to go into some stats here in a second, but um, Brock Purdy to me is the MVP. And if you know, uh, and I, I want to talk about some McCaffrey stats too because he's going nuts. But this is just ridiculous what the 49ers are doing. Potentially um, uh, uh, 3,000 yard receivers as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. those people are clearly, like you said, either not watching football not or not watching Brock Purdy play football, or they are just haters. I mean, come on. We've all done that thing, right? Where we're like, oh, I don't like this thing because everyone else does. Like, you know, it's been a long time for me. Like, I, I think it was late in elementary school or something people were getting really into the beastie boys and i was just like ah nah beastie boys come on too many people like them like i didn't even know any beastie boy songs but all of a sudden i was just like nope don't like the beastie boys i don't know why and then i think i heard sabotage one day and was just like oh my gosh i need to go listen to all of this and their back catalog is amazing and so maybe someday these people that are hating on brock pretty will actually sit down and watch him play football because he always looks poised he never looks rattled he knows where the ball needs to be he knows where his guys are going to be and he puts the ball exactly where it needs to be I mean it's incredible what Brock Purdy is doing right now for this 49er football team he's everything that Kyle Shanahan wanted Jimmy Garoppolo to be and he just wasn't and Garoppolo showed that when he went to Las Vegas he he just he reminded everybody that how much better the 49ers could have been if they had had Brock Purdy back then because I mean, what doesn't this guy do when when the pocket breaks down? He steps up or he runs and he's he's got all the moves. He's got the arm strength. He's got there was a pass. It was 55 yards in the air on a on a dot to Debo Samuel on Sunday. And you're just like, what are these people looking at? How do you not see that throw and think he is the MVP of football? I, I don't get it. Maybe somebody out there can break it down for me. Oh, he's got too many good players around him. What what MVP didn't have great players around him? Come on. And, you know, what's funny is when you start comparing his season to past seasons with even including his playmakers, you start talking about Peyton Manning in 2004. Guess what? Yeah. He won the MVP. You know what he most closely uh, resembles is 2016 Matt Ryan with Kyle Shanahan, right? Who had a lot of weapons and they ran the ball well. They threw the ball well. And, uh, and uh, the, 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 uh, the greatest show on turf, right? He's doing things that we haven't seen from a – uh, from a yards per attempt and from a efficiency standpoint that that Kurt Warner was doing. And guess what? Torrey Holt and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk. And guess who was MVP? It was Kurt Warner, right? So you're just you're just hating to the, for the sake of hating. Uh, you're you're hating because you don't believe and and you want to stay not believing if if you don't believe that Brock Purdy um, is doing special things right now. And the thing that's really going to help him the most is he's starting to not be just crazy efficient. He's starting to add the counting stats on top of it. Now, Tua jumped yeah. back over the top of everybody with the most passing yards this season. But Brock Purdy, he was at two after Sunday. Now he's number three. He's got 3,500 passing yards. He's on pace to break the, the record for most passing yards by a San Francisco 49ers quarterback. And so uh, the, the counting stats are really going to help because you can start to um, explain away the efficiency numbers and help this and this and that. But then when you start seeing him on top of leaderboards, which we haven't seen 49ers quarterbacks as far as like just straight up passing yards and, and touchdowns and some of those things, I think that's really huge when you're talking about something like a, an MVP award. 
although he's just barely ahead of Dak. And I think Dak is in the lead and he's the betting favorite to be the MVP. And I get that. But uh, Brock is right there. And if he keeps doing what he's doing, man, uh, it's pretty unbelievable. He's going to he's going to take down some records by Hall of Famers. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about numbers and they've been amazing, right? You see him. He's near the top of nearly every offensive quarterback statistic. It's it's impressive, but it's the eye test. It's go watch the football games. If you're going to vote for MVP, you need to watch every snap this season because there just hasn't been very many bad throws from him. Like every once in a while, you'll see it, and it's almost like a shock. Oh, whoa, because we're, we're not used to that anymore. We're used to Brock Purdy putting the ball where it needs to be. And if it's not getting caught, it's because the defender made a play on it. It's not because he made a bad throw. You watch a little bit of that game last night, Jordan Love, you're like, whoa, who is he throwing that ball to? You know, same with, with uh, Will Levis. What was that pass? Yeah. You just don't have that with Brock Purdy. You're just not seeing the bad passes, the inaccurate passes from Purdy. He Where he wants the ball to go is where the ball goes. He passes the eye test 10 times out of 10. Uh, and just the way he sees the field, like he, yep. he finds those open playmaker. Okay, someone's open. Guess what? He finds it. He finds it when it's the third read, when it's the fourth read. Uh, Debo Samuel's the last read on that touchdown pass. He found it and made the bucket throw over the top, deep ball throw, you know? Uh, and so it's just phenomenal watching him operate the offense. And it's surgical in some ways. Um, 9.89 yards per pass attempt is the most. In 67 years. I mean, that, wow. this is what we're talking about. And now he's getting more and more volume, you know, 350 passing yards last week to put those counting stats up there as well. Number three in passing yards, 3,553. Uh, second in passing touchdowns with 25. You know, his completion rate percentage is number one. Com- uh, uh, touchdown to interception ratios tied for third in the NFL. Yards per attempt, I just mentioned, is number one. So uh, it's... Um, the, the counting stats is something, you know, the volume of the passing game. If that continues the way it is trending for the 49ers, that's really going to be the thing that might put him over the top. And, and people might start recognizing him, but, you know, with those seeing some bigger throws like like he showed off last week to potentially win that award. And by the way, Christian McCaffrey on on pace for a, a 2000 yard combined season, rushing and receiving 1500 rushing 500 receiving. And then you got three. Uh, three thousand yard wide receivers potentially as well, but Brandon Ayuk's on pace for like fourteen hundred receiving yards. Debo something like a uh, thousand receiving yards and a few hundred more rushing yards, and then uh, George Kittle as well on pace for a thousand receiving yards. So when you have a quarterback that facilitates three thousand yard receivers, and they and in a team that kind of wants to be run first, I mean it's phenomenal what this offense is doing right now. Yeah, and I haven't been able to chime in on this, but you know definitely you see Brock Purdy and the way that he's throwing the ball to all levels of the field. You know, that was a big question that a lot of people had with, you know, kind of the lack of arm strength or how important would it be? Clearly he has more than enough arm strength to make every throw that's needed so far. So you heard Trent Williams kind of talk about it and say, made every throw, in my opinion, mm-hmm. there ain't no throw that he can't make. And I think every week that he goes out there, he's proven that each and every week. Anybody that's pushing back on anything with Brock Purdy at this point, they're just – kind of being delusional or, or haters. And it's okay if you change your mind. I was one guy that felt like, man, you might need Trey Lance to be the best version of Trey to reach the pinnacle. I'm off of that. Like Brock Purdy and what he's done, he's proven each and every week. Like, And even if he had to go a little bit further to prove people because of his draft status, it's very clear that he's a very special quarterback with special ability. So yeah, um, it's been really fun to see. The last thing I am waiting to see, just that super killer instinct, right? Like mm-hmm. my big brother, he just left, but – 
Uh, I remember him telling me about the story of Tom Brady and uh, my cousin Tyrone, my big cousin Tyrone Gross, he played for the San Diego Chargers. In 2007, they were in the playoffs, and it was a San Diego home game against the New England Patriots. And my brother said he was looking at Tom Brady on the sideline. They're down eight, is late in the game, and Tom Brady's just standing there looking at the crowd, and the crowd is just giving it to him, right? Like, they're, you know, he's on the road. You're, you're trash. We got you. We're going to beat you. And, he, and then he just went out there to the field. He didn't say anything. He just looked at them. Shook his head, went out there and just boom, 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 touchdown. And then had to get the two-point conversion. Got it. Boom. Tie game. They got the ball back. Boom, 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 boom. Field goal to win the game. And they advance in the playoffs. And it's like just having that super killer instinct. And anytime you're getting mentioned in the same sentence as a, a Tom Brady or Drew Brees, you're doing something right. But I would like to see that element. And if he gives us that, I mean, we're talking about. Will he be, you know, the next uh, Joe Montana? I won't go that far yet, but we're seeing a lot of signs that is heading in the right direction. Yeah, you, you don't want to put it on him yet, but he's playing that way. You know, he might not be mm-hmm. the next Drew Brees, but he's playing like the next Drew Brees right now. It's currently happening. So yeah. uh, respect that man. Put some respect on his name. Stop the hating because um, he's he's here. He's the dude. Stop addressing the haters too. Like to me, there's no point have every he's- single day. Dunking on him. Game, yeah. You know, having to tweet out what well, he only throws check downs. Like anybody that's saying that they're clearly not watching the games. Yep. You know, so don't even worry. Don't waste your energy on those people. I see that all up and down my timeline. I saw from KBR. They posted a video and it was like he only throws check downs or something. And you see, like, you know, more explosive passing plays from him. Ignore those people. Don't waste yeah. your energy. 49 fans, you have a quarterback that's playing at an extremely high level. Enjoy it. Don't worry about the haters. 49ers best team in the NFL. He's the, the best odds right now, or maybe second. I heard he dropped to second behind Dak uh, yeah. just this week. But it's right there for MVP. I don't think you have anything, or he has anything to prove to anybody outside of this fan base and this coaching staff. Everybody loves him. Because more importantly than MVP and all these individual awards and everything, it's just winning football games, right? And it's getting out there and going and that quest for six. And I, you can tell that's the kind of guy Brock is, too. He doesn't care about all that stuff. He just wants to win the football games. And he's won 10 games this year. So that, that's pretty darn impressive. And, and just keep keep going. And, and then prove all the haters wrong just by winning the whole darn thing. Yeah, I think we'd all uh, rather have a Super Bowl MVP for Brock Purdy than a regular season MVP award for Brock Purdy. All right. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen Croc and I back tomorrow. It's time to start getting digging deeper into these Cardinals and a little crossover on Thursday. And of course, we'll do it all again every single week, every single day, as we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Talk to you then right here, Locked On 49ers.